Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year, producing a balanced budget, not just for football, and saving on travel because spending less on airfares means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favourite podcast app. Future you will thank you. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Good morning. How's it going? Welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, And on this edition of the show, we're going to be looking ahead to Arsenal's clash with Nottingham Forest at Emirates Stadium on Sunday. Top meets bottom in this one, but the table might not necessarily give us an accurate representation of how this game could go. So we're going to get into all of that. We're going to be talking team news. We're going to be discussing the team that I'd like to see play, of course, against Nottingham Forest. And we'll be taking your thoughts and comments from uh, the chat box as well. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you are subscribed on YouTube. Make sure that you're subscribed on whichever podcast platform it is you like to listen to this from. And uh, do leave us a review. It really, really does help. I have to apologise for catching a lot of you off guard with this earlier uh, time for a stream, but I am off uh, down to Crystal Palace today. I'm covering Crystal Palace uh, versus uh, Southampton for BBC Radio London, but also the live commentary will be broadcast on the Crystal Palace Club website, and I'll be alongside former Manchester United and England defender Paul Parker. So if you do fancy tuning in, we'll be live just before 3pm. We'll be taking you all the way through the game, and uh, yeah, hopefully it's a good one. Um, I guess Having Southampton last week, I didn't know that I was going to be doing this game at the time, but having Southampton, um, you know, last week for Arsenal helped me, didn't it? Because it meant that I got to watch them uh, up close and personal before, of course, uh, covering them this week. So really, really busy day for me. That's why this podcast is coming at a much earlier time, which has probably caught a lot of you off of guard. So I do apologise uh, for that. Uh, let's say a few hellos. Uh, Derek joins us in the chat. Derek's not very happy. He says, G'day from Australia, brother. The balloon has popped. Now all the talk of winning the Premier League will stop. I think we'll be lucky to get fourth, if truth be told. Our squad depth is not good enough. I mean, Derek, the thing I would say here is that I don't think we were ever really... Um, yeah, I don't think we were ever really in the race for the Premier League title. I've said that repeatedly. Um, as I've said to you guys before, every bit of work I do everybody tries to get me to kind of commit to saying, yeah, you know what? Arsenal are going to win the title. Arsenal could challenge for the Premier League title. And I simply haven't done it because I don't believe it at this stage. I, I agree with you. The squad is a bit thin. And, you know, we're really seeing that now that the schedule has become really hectic and really, really crazy. So, yeah, look, I, I still think we've got a great chance of getting fourth, though. I wouldn't be sort of... Um, down in the dumps about that. I think that the season's still very young. I think Arsenal have shown incredible consistency in the Premier League so far. The fact that they drew at Southampton, it was our first draw of the season last weekend. And that's led to lots of people kind of changing their minds is, you know, a sign of how far we've come. 
that that was a big deal. The fact that we lost to PSV, listen, it happens. You know, PSV Eindhoven are no mugs and you go to the Philips Stadion, you need to be at your best to come away from there with something. It was a big game for them and um, and they were really, really up for it. We made changes, it disrupted our rhythm, although the rhythm's not been there in the Premier League of late as well. I acknowledge that and I accept that, but not all is lost, you know. Chill out, we'll, we'll get there. And I'm, I'm sure that we will be in the top four this season. I think we are good enough. I think, you know, we'll get back We'll get back to business and hopefully that starts uh, this Sunday, of course. A big hello to Zebik, to John, uh, to Martin, who says, um, Derek, put PSV behind you. It's a blip, a win tomorrow, and we're back on track. Yeah, I agree with that. Big hello to Kin, to Delisu. Stan the man uh, joins us from Vancouver. He says, 1 a.m. in Vancouver. Just got in from work, and here's Harry. Hope you had a good day at work, mate, and uh, welcome to the stream. Good to see you in the chat box. Thank you, partner. It's so early. I've got to keep taking sips of my coffee. I'm struggling this morning. Uh, big hello to Abdi, uh, to Henry as well. Right, let's get into it then. So as I mentioned at the top of the programme, it's top versus bottom in the Premier League. But for me, that doesn't really necessarily fill me with confidence. I don't look at this and think, well, it's the bottom side coming to Emirates Stadium. And so this is a foregone conclusion. We're definitely going to steamroller this lot. We're definitely going to beat them by a big, handsome margin. I don't think it's going to be that simple. What I will say, though, is having done a little bit of digging this morning and last night, is that we do have an incredibly good record against the promoted sides at Emirates Stadium. And we're on a run of, I think, 10 successive Emirates Stadium wins. So we've made our home ground a fortress. There's no doubt about that. And even when we are a little bit below par, even when we do struggle for rhythm at home, even when we do have those days where it's just not quite clicking, we've made ourselves very, very difficult to beat in front of our own supporters. And I'll tell you one thing. We've praised and lauded the support this season. We've talked about how impactful that's been, how much it's helped, how different the mood is in and around the place. Well, we need to get behind the team tomorrow. Those of us that will be in attendance, we need to get behind the team and we need to support them because they are going through a bit of a difficult period, a difficult phase. Now, the key to consistency and the key to maintaining the position we currently find ourselves in is to make sure that when we do have these dips, which will happen, when we do have difficult moments, which will happen, we can get out of them really quickly without too much damage being done. And if you think about it, if you put the positive spin on this, although we've been, we were under par in the second half at Leeds, we were poor at Southampton in the second half and we were rubbish at PSV. If you think about it, if you wanted to lose, if you could have picked one of those games to lose, you'd have probably picked PSV. Why? Because we can put that right. We can put that right with the result we need against Zurich and that means nothing. If you lose in the Premier League, you lose ground. But listen, we've been crap, as I say, in the second half of both uh, of our last two Premier League games and we've not lost any of them. That's encouraging. Look at it from the glass half full point of view rather than the glass half empty. I think that we are much more resilient even when we're not playing well. And that's something that you have to give the team credit for, you have to give Mikel Arteta credit for, and fingers crossed, we can get back on it this weekend with a handsome victory over a Nottingham Forest side who, as I say, I don't think are going to be pushovers. There's just signs in the last couple of weeks that Nottingham Forest have started to find a bit more balance, that Steve Cooper is now starting to find the, the formula 
for relative success. The formula that makes them difficult to beat, that makes them stubborn, that makes them hard to break down. And listen, Nottingham Forest, I tipped them to go down at the start of the season. And I, I stick by that, you know, I, I really do. But if you look at the situation at the city ground and how they've got to this point, they had a summer where they had a mass exodus of players because they had players on loan. And yeah, you know, there was there was a lot of movement both out and of course in. And so it was always going to take time for Steve Cooper to find the right balance, given he'd been handed a load of new players by the ownership, some of which he probably didn't even want to sign, some of which probably wouldn't have been on his list if he was calling all of the shots. Listen, I'm I'm from a Greek background. I know what Evangelos Marinagis, the Olympiakos and Nottingham Forest owner, is all about. This is a toy for him. This is a plaything for him. He makes stupid decisions and brings in players that his managers don't always want. And that can be, you know, that can be a bad thing. It really can because it puts a manager in a pressure situation where he needs to then start using players who he doesn't even fill her up to the task. I mean, look at Olympiacos this summer, right? They went and brought in James Rodriguez. The guy's finished. Why? You're paying him a ridiculous salary that, you know, has hamstrung the club in so many ways. They brought Marcelo in, the former Real Madrid left back. He's about 50. What is he doing in the team? You know, they brought him to the club because these are statement signings. Statement signings that are the type that Marinakis has become renowned for. And he's done a little bit of that with Nottingham Forest as well. OK, not to the same level. He's not brought in Real Madrid legends or anything like that. But he has been bringing in players that I think he sees as good additions. And maybe that's not the case for Steve Cooper. But as I say, if you look at their recent form, they've lost two of their last five, but they've picked up draws against Aston Villa away at Brighton. And obviously they beat Liverpool last weekend. So they're starting to get points on the board now. Five points in total from their last five Premier League fixtures. And listen, they're not in the position they want to be. They're still 20th in the division. But there are just signs, just shoots coming through in the last few weeks that Nottingham Forest are getting better. And so obviously, sod's law that this is the time they come to Arsenal. But if you look at Arsenal's form, as I say, forget what happened at Eindhoven at PSV in the Phillips Stadion just the other night. Forget the, the slight disappointment at Southampton. It could have been a lot worse. We could have lost the game. We were that bad in the second half. But when you look at the last five games, Arsenal have won four of them. And that is title challenging form. So let's not lose our shit just yet. Let's get behind the team. Let's get behind the boys. Let's support them because they are struggling at the moment. There is uh, a tiredness issue, I believe. There is an issue with regards to rotation. There is an issue with managing our schedule. Now, we're not the only club that face this. And so I don't want to sit here and make loads and loads of excuses, but we still have to be understanding of the circumstances around which our form has just suffered a little bit of late. But as I say, look, if you look at the history between these two sides and obviously the last league meetings between these two came back in January. Well, the last one came back in January 1999. Arsenal won at the city ground that day. And the goal scorer was Martin Keown from an Emmanuel Petit corner, if I'm not mistaken. Prior to that, we played them early on in the uh, in that same season in 1998. 17th of August, it was a Monday night under the lights at Highbury and we won 2-1 goals from Emmanuel Petit 
and Mark Overmars. Jeff Thomas had equalised for Nottingham Forest in between, but we got there. And then you have to go even further back, 97, 96, uh, to find those last previous meetings. But overall in the Premier League, these two sides have played 10 times and the Gunners have won six of them. There have been three draws and just one Nottingham Forest victory over Arsenal in the Premier League era. So the history is in our favour. Let's compare some of the uh, season so far statistics. I'll just share the screen uh, with those of you watching us on YouTube. Remember, don't forget to leave a like on the video if you're doing exactly that. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you are new. So if you look at uh, some of these statistics, courtesy of the Premier League website, I'll just zoom in a little bit so you can see that a little bit better. Uh, Arsenal currently top, Nottingham Forest that in the uh, bottom position. Arsenal have won nine of their games so far, drawn one, lost one. Nottingham Forest have won two, drawn three and lost seven. Arsenal on average are scoring 2.27 goals per match. Now, people ask me the question, how much have Arsenal improved since last season? And I think in some ways, we're very similar to, to what we showed last season in that, you know, I think that defensively we're a better side than we have been in recent years in that when everybody's fit and available, the midfield has been quite strong, quite dominant. But I think this is the key bit here. This is the key point of improvement. 2.27 goals average per match. That's so much more than we were producing last season when we were struggling in front of goal. You know, we had an out-of-form Aubameyang. We had an out-of-form Lacazette who contributed lots, to be fair to him, but just didn't contribute anywhere near enough goals. Um, average goals conceded one. I'd like that to be a little bit lower in an ideal world, but we have managed four clean sheets and we're creating far more uh, clear-cut chances than we have done in recent seasons. As for Nottingham Forest, they average 0.67 goals uh, per game, so less than one. Uh, average goals conceded per match is just under two at 1.92. They've managed three clean sheets, though, this season, uh, two of which have come in their last three games. So, you know, as I say, that turnaround has been very, very recent. They do create 1.08 big chances per game. Um, you know, make of that what you will. I, I don't think they're the most creative outlet. I don't think they're the most creative team. But as I say, if you stick in games, if you make yourselves hard to beat, if you make yourselves difficult to break down, you will have a chance of nicking points from football matches. And that's exactly what they've done of late. Dean Henderson made some good saves against Liverpool just the other week. Um, so there is quality in that squad. There is quality in that group. And this, as I say, is not going to be a foregone conclusion. But the start for Arsenal has to be fast. You know, we have to set the tempo from the very beginning. We have to go out there and make it incredibly uncomfortable for Nottingham Forest. The atmosphere has to be right. The energy has to be right. And, you know, if you if we find that breakthrough, as I've said so many times this season, if we find that early breakthrough, then very often we get ourselves on top and we strangle teams and we don't give them the opportunity to find a way back in the game. And if they do commit and if they overcommit in search of an equaliser, then Arsenal, of course, have that ability to pick them off on the counter-attack. So it's really important that we get a fast start because what we've done, I think, of late is given teams encouragement in games, not necessarily right at the start of the games. For example, I thought we were pretty good at the beginning at Leeds. I thought we were excellent at the beginning against Southampton. But what we did was at the start of the second halves in both of those fixtures, we just weren't at the races physically. 
We weren't working hard enough. We weren't competing enough, as Mikel Arteta would say. And we just handed uh, sort of a little bit of impetus to those two sides who then went on to use that and fuel much better second half performances and second half performances from which both sides will probably come away thinking they could have got more, more so Leeds than Southampton, because I thought Leeds created a lot more than Southampton. But yeah, that's that's how it goes. You know, um, this league is way too competitive for you to give teams advantages. This league is way too competitive for when you're at the point where you can kill off a game to pass up that opportunity and just sort of rely on what you've already done and think that that's going to be enough. It doesn't work like that. And and I expect that, you know, Nottingham Forest, if we give them any encouragement, we'll, we'll pay for it again. So we've got to be on top of our game. We'll talk about the team in a little uh, bit. I just want to take some of you guys' thoughts uh, in the chat. Uh, Stan says, when the team has a dip, that's when they need us most. Absolutely. Uh, Henry says, exactly, H. This is when the boys need us big time. He says, come on, you gunners. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Martin says, you can see Forrest aren't a team yet. It's a squad of mercenaries. If you'd, have, if you'd have told me that three, four weeks ago, I would have completely agreed with you. And I still agree with you to a point, but I just think there have been signs, as I say, of them getting to where they need to be um, in terms of finding that cohesion now and finding a system and a, a shape and a lineup that works for them. Uh, Bob says Nottingham Forest believe that they can beat Arsenal, but I'm of the opinion Arsenal will beat them. Uh, Steve says I would be shocked if Forest got anything from us tomorrow. Listen, uh, Steve, stranger things have happened. But the way I'm looking at this, right, with Chelsea coming up, obviously, next weekend, the way I'm looking at this is this is a must win, right? It's not a game where you can come away like we did from Southampton and go, well, we weren't at it today. A point is not the end of the world. Obviously, we're top of the league, so a point against Forest isn't going to be the end of the world as such. But I really feel like, given the likelihood of us going to Chelsea and winning next week, I think that this is a game that we really do need to get three points on the board from. And then if we go to Chelsea and we get a draw, I'm absolutely fine with that. And I'll take that. And I think most Arsenal fans would. So... Yeah, we've got to make sure that they don't take anything from us. We're not just talking about Nottingham Forest coming there and stunning us and taking a victory. I don't want them to take anything, not a single point. Uh, BX Gunner says, let's rain goals on them, hopefully. Uh, Bob also says, um, most of the Arsenal fans need to learn to support their team, not only when they're winning matches, but also when they're losing. I still believe in this team. Uh, Kin says, in normal circumstances, we should be able to beat Forest." With no problem, but the team is going through a difficult period. Based on the results of the last few games, the team is on the verge of suffering from fatigue. Yeah, I think look, the energy levels are down. There's no doubt about that. But how does Mikel Arteta manage that? Like, I mean, think about it this way, right? We we go, so we played uh Eindhoven on Thursday evening, right? We would have flown back, I'd imagine on Thursday evening because it was an early kickoff and it's not a very long flight. So I'd imagine we would have come back. And then Friday, what do you do? You know, how do you work it in terms of your training? Like how how physical can you be in your training? You can't be too physical, right? Because surely it's a recovery period. And then Saturday, you train again and you probably do a bit of tactical work based on the opponent coming up. But again, 
you've probably still got tired legs and a bit of, I'm not going to say it's massive jet lag because you're flying from the Netherlands, right? Which isn't far at all. But, you know, it's traveling is still tiring. And if your sleep pattern's been disrupted and then you've got to come into training on the Friday, it probably would have been an afternoon session, I'd imagine. And then, of course, you've got a training session on Saturday today ahead of the game. It's got to be really difficult for Mikel Arteta to find the balance right now between, um, you know, between sort of trying to get everybody rested and ready, but also making sure that you're sharp and fit for the upcoming game. I'd imagine that the training schedule in between Europa League and Premier League games is a really difficult one to manage. But anyway, <clears throat> beg your pardon. Let's get on to... Uh, the team. How would I like to see Arsenal line up uh, at the weekend? Now, there is, in terms of some team news, I'll bring you up to speed with this uh, just quickly before we dive uh, full headfirst into this. But in terms of the team news, we understand that the injury Gabriel sustained against PSV Eindhoven the other night, the one after which he was seen sort of limping down the tunnel, um, is an impact injury. And it's the type of injury that he's expected to make a recovery from. And the general consensus is that Gabriel should be available for this game. Whether that is the case or not, I don't 100% know. But I'm going to give uh, him the benefit of the doubt and say hopefully he's fit and available. In which case, my team uh, is, a, is a simple pick. Now, I've left that from the other night. I didn't mean to have uh, Turner on the graphic. Let me just quickly change that. There you go. Uh, so my goalkeeper is Aaron Ramsdale. Matt Turner is, of course, injured, did pick up an injury uh, ahead of the PSV Eindhoven game and missed it as a consequence. Will he be back in the squad at the weekend? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, but Ramsdale will be my first choice goalkeeper regardless. My back four would be Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel and Kieran Tierney at left back. I'm sorry. Like, I, I thought he was poor the other night, Kieran Tierney. He was. Everybody was in an Arsenal shot. I don't think there was any player that came away from that game or, or came away with any sort of credit. I think they were all well below par. But I am sick to death of this Tommy Asu at left-back business. I really am. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It worked against Liverpool because we were playing against Mo Salah. But against Liverpool, it took away from us as an attacking outlet down that left-hand side. And we were super reliant on Martinelli doing the business by himself. Now, listen, Martinelli is capable of giving defenders nightmares, even if he plays by himself. We all know that. But having that support, having someone who can make those overlapping runs and therefore clearing spaces for him to drive in field, having someone who can sometimes make the run inside of him and, you know, allow uh, him to go on the outside is is key and it's really significant. And with, um, you know, with, uh, with Tommy Asu at left back, you just don't get that. I'm sorry, you don't get that. We struggled to build up in the second half against Southampton. We struggled at times in the first half against Southampton, in that particular area where he'd get the ball and he'd have to take an extra touch. And it would just slow everything down. There is no reason why Tommy Asu should be playing at left-back right now ahead of Kieran Tierney. What's the deal with Zinchenko? We still don't know when he's going to be fit, when he's going to be available. This is incredibly frustrating as well because he adds an incredible dynamic to that position in that when he becomes the inverted player... He does it so much more comfortably than everybody else. He does it more comfortably than Tomiyasu. And he does it to a much higher standard than Kieran Tierney. But we're without him at the moment. And that's the way it is, you know. So 
um, you know, we move. Um, Tierney will play at left back. Gabriel uh, and Saliba should be at centre back and White should be at right back. Bear in mind, again, let me just repeat, this is what I would do. Not necessarily what I'm 100% sure that Mikel Arteta is going to do. My midfield is simple, picks itself. Partey, Xhaka, Odegaard. That's the, the golden combination at the moment for me. Those two, uh, those three, I beg your pardon, give us the perfect balance in so many different areas. And so that would be my midfield three with Martinelli left, Saka right, and Gabriel Jesus through the middle. So my team pretty much picks itself. The only position I look at and think, you know, could we see a change this weekend is if um, Gabriel is unavailable. And obviously uh, the Kieran Tierney situation as well. Um, will he play? Will he not? I think he should, but will he? I don't know. We'll see. Um, if Gabriel is unavailable, then I think you have to put Ben White at centre-back alongside Saliba. And then you can play Tomiyasu at right-back. And that makes perfect sense, um, you know, for me. So, yeah, um, that's where I'm at. That's my team. Uh, let me know your thoughts on the team in the comments section as well. And drop in a few questions while I share with you guys my prediction. So my prediction uh, for this one is... Um, I'm going to go for a 1-0 Arsenal win. I think it's going to be grubby. I think it's going to be hard fought. I think it's going to be stressful. Uh, but I think we'll get there in the end. I think we'll get over the line. And um, and that's that's what I'm hoping to see. Look, we need a response. Okay, I don't care if we blow them off the park or if we get over the line, as I say, with a 1-0 sort of scraping victory. Obviously, a big win would be a big confidence boost for a lot of those young players who are maybe suffering from it a little bit at the moment. It would give the fans uh, a renewed confidence in this side as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's um, that's where I'm at at the moment. I think that, yeah, I'm at the point where because of how things have gone in the last you know few games, any victory will do. You know, you're not going to catch me if we do... Uh, struggle and, and just about get over the line against Nottingham Forest. You're not going to catch me coming home after the game and, and really sort of sticking the boot in on the performance. I might be constructively critical of it, but ultimately the result is what matters tomorrow. It, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be anything. It just has to be three points. And um, and that's how I see it. Uh, let's take some of your uh, thoughts and uh, comments from the chat box as well. Uh, just a quick reminder as well, if you want to support the Chronicles of Aguna podcast, you can do so uh, by, of course, signing up to the platform on Another Slice, which is a uh, fantastic platform uh, on which we are now able to put our membership content out. Now, what we can do with this is give you access uh, to special members-only content. There's a minimum of one piece dropping per week. You need to go over to anotherslice.com forward slash Chronicles of Aguna. The link is in the description. If you use the option on the top right-hand side of the page to create your account, uh, sign up, and then log in. Once you're logged in with your credentials, you'll be able to subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna. And from that subscription pot, we'll be making a donation uh, of course, to the Great Ormond Street uh, Children's Hospital. Now, if you've already signed up, we're going to be give, gifting you a free month. Uh, if you sign up in the next few days, we'll also gift you the first month as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you'll sign up. It will come up uh, that you've subscribed and then I will log in at the back end and allocate you a free month's membership as well. If you do that, 
Uh, you can then download the Another Slice app, log in with your credentials that you need to set up on the website, by the way. You can't sign up and subscribe via the app. But once you have an account, you download the Another Slice app, you log in, and you'll have all of our exclusive content at your fingertips. As you can see, there is mem if you click on the premium tab, there is members-only content there that is only available to you guys. And also, there is an exclusive bit of content uh, that only uh, was available on the Another Slice platform. So lots of you have signed up. It's been amazing. Thank you for your support. Um, and uh, yeah, we continue to migrate our memberships over to there uh, because we can give you so much more via that platform. So please uh, do check it out if you fancy supporting. Thank you. Okay, let's take some of your thoughts. Let's take some of your questions before uh, I bid you all a farewell. Uh, Stan agrees. He doesn't want to see Tommy Asu at left back. Uh, M says the drop off in quality between starting and reserve players forced Arteta's hand in bringing our key players on against PSV. Uh, M says Zinchenko uh, is the ideal left back against teams like Forest. Absolutely agree. Steve says one of my only two wobbles with Mikel Arteta was when he didn't address the left back position and insisted on sticking with Shaka for certain games. I hope he doesn't go down the same path with Tommy Asu. Mohammed says, hi, Harry. Our team is picking itself. We do not have choices, I'm afraid. And we, that makes us predictable because of a lack of choices and tiredness for some players. Uh, Bob says, I'm confident that we will blow Nottingham Forest away because of the support from the home fans. Come on, you gunners. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Nav says the uh, Zinchenko injuries are starting to get a little bit frustrating. He says he feels like it could be another Thomas Partey uh, situation. He then goes on to say, hopefully that's not the case. Um, Martin says, Harry, did you see Trusty's goal last night? Austin Trusty with an absolute worldie for Birmingham City last night. What a goal that was. Look. Some people might think that I'm kind of like shitting on him by saying this, but when that ball comes to him, do you think he's trying to score? Or do you think he's trying to just help the ball back into the mix? Because I do wonder, like I've watched it a few times now, and I, I do wonder if he's just, you know, he's realised that the, the move is potentially breaking down, that the ball has been sort of half cleared or, or sort of is in a position where it's not very dangerous. And I, I wonder if he's just trying to help it on towards goal and doesn't realise that, you know, he's, he's going to score. I think the goalkeeper maybe should have done a little bit better as well, but fair play to him for sort of reacting. And if you put the ball in the right areas, then you've always got a chance of scoring, haven't you? So uh, fair play uh, to Austin Trusty. I'm still not convinced that he's going to be a starting centre-back at Arsenal, but, you know, the signs are positive. He looks good. Um, you know, he's getting a lot of positive press, which is always good. And, and we'll see where that goes, of course. Right. I am going to leave it there. Don't forget, if you fancy uh, live commentary of Crystal Palace versus Southampton later in the Premier League, live updates on BBC London as well. Uh, you can tune in via the Crystal Palace website. I'll be on duty at Selhurst Park with former England and Manchester United defender Paul Parker. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. But I've got to dash. I've got to sort out all my equipment. I've got to make my way down to South London. So I'll catch you all soon. And fingers crossed, we'll be back uh, tomorrow evening discussing a victory over Nottingham Forest. Love to you all. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. All the best. I'm Martin Tyler. And you're listening to Harry Simeon.